Hola everyone. Welcome to the Art Worlds podcast. My name is Nduta Wangari. This is where we live, learn and laugh a little bit more. This is a podcast where we familiarize young upcoming artists about the art industry through professional artists in the game. This podcast was done by students in Technical University of Kenya. Here with me, I have a student who interviewed one of the biggest artists in the art industry. Welcome, Magdalene. Thank you. Who did you interview and how was your interview on that day? We interviewed Beatrice Wanjiku. Uh, she's a visual artist. Uh, she's a really well-known artist in the country. And yeah, she has a pretty nice artwork for sure. Getting to her studio, she's located um, a little bit far off um, Karen. I have to say it's, um, it's a pretty nice uh, and serene environment because uh, when you enter into her home, uh, there's, a, there's trees, a, a farm. Actually, there's a stream passing through her home. Mm, wow, nice. Yes. Her as a person, she's um, very, very laid back. She was wearing overalls, a beanie hat, and uh, gumboots. When we started um, doing the interview, it kind of started pouring. The rain got heavier, so it was very noisy. And we had to, like, you know, switch places. And that's when we got into her house. Mm, that's nice. What I love about this podcast it's because it's a woman doing it and also is a it's a woman who interviewed her so it's woman supporting woman what did you carry home from her one thing that Beatrice told me or um, you know said from the interview was um if one thing does not work you don't have to keep on uh, doing it the same way expecting different results you do something, even if it's the same thing, but in a different way, you know. Yes. And um, every chance you get, just dive into it. Don't be like, oh, maybe I'm not good enough. Yeah, that is what I can take from her. Just go for it. Yes, all about taking the risk. Thank you very much for coming through. My fellow viewers and listeners, we are going straight into the interview. Welcome. Good afternoon, listeners. I'm Magdalene. Uh, from the Technical University of Kenya. And today we'll be talking to Beatrice Wanjiku. She's a visual artist. And uh, excuse the noise, it's raining. So um, I hope you can hear us well. Okay, let's start now. Hello, Beatrice. Hi, how are you? Uh, I'm good, I'm good. How are you? I'm good myself, I'm good. Yeah. Um, so uh, we would like to interview you today on... Uh, your journey as an artist. Okay. Uh, so, um, when did you begin, uh, art? Like, uh, when did you know that this is what you want to do? Um, my journey began at, uh, Bruburu Institute of Fine Arts. Okay. Um, uh, went to Bruburu Institute of Fine Arts, uh, in 98, graduated in 2000. Yeah. Um, that was my journey, but for me, art has always been something that has been in me since I can remember. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, thank you. I had uh, checked on your LinkedIn profile, and I saw that you also have other qualifications. Is art like your major, major, con like, uh, is it what you concentrate on the most? Yeah, actually, um, I earn my living from my art. Um 
any other any other qualification has been maybe to kind of tie in with the art um, uh-huh. and that would be like residencies and workshops um, and for them they are basically an extended way of studying or improving on your art skills and as an artist yeah mm-hmm. um, but I did actually go to school to study art um, wow. uh-huh. and I think for me it, ha- it has been uh, like a dream I- in a way because it's yeah. not all, all parents who are encouraging of the children to study the arts because it, for, for a parent, they're more likely to think about, yeah. I want my child to be a lawyer, to be a doctor, you know, like yeah. a white-collar job. Yes. And, uh, I, and I feel for me, art is on the opposite side of that. Um, uh-huh. It takes gumption, uh, it takes drive, and it's something that you have to be passionate about. Yeah. But for me, yes, I am a full-time artist. This is where... I earn my living from, yeah. Okay, wonderful. My second question would be, growing up, I'm sure there, there were artists who you looked up to. Like, you said, uh, when I grow up, this is the person who is um, inspiring me to become an artist. To be honest, um, the most interesting thing that happens when you, when you graduate or when, you, when you're in an institution, you, you learn uh, from the old masters. Yeah. Um, you learn about the Renaissance, the Expressionist, the Impressionist. Yeah. Uh, but this is a, 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 an institutional curriculum. Yes. And so you find as an artist, you kind of like grow, almost mimicking those different styles that you're taught mm-hmm. by the institution. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I found to be most interesting is that after I graduated, I didn't know who I w- was as an artist yes. or where I kind of like fell in within the society mm-hmm. uh, of creatives because... Most of my early work kind of like had uh, almost like a style from the Renaissance, almost from uh, Expressionism, like whatever subject matter I was uh, tackling at that time had those kind of um, institutional kind of like tags on it. Uh Um, But I think what you learn as an artist when you get out here or after you graduate is that you have to have a voice of your own that makes you stand out. Um, Because what you have from institutions is... Um, almost like a replica. Every student looks the same. You're yes, painting true. the same same way. Uh-huh. But I think as an artist, you need to kind of like stand out and have a voice that only yes. kind of like uh-huh. shows you for who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, in a way, something that is very distinctive and something almost like a signature way of painting. Um, because that in itself is what differentiates you from every other artist. Because content and context can be similar. Um, People have done mother and child since time yes. immemorial. Like whatever subject matter we tackle, it's been done before under the sun. But I think what varies is the approach through which you actually tackle those issues. Yeah. Okay. 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 Thank you. Uh, I have looked at some of your work, and uh, looking at it, um, you have to like uh, take a moment to understand what your art says. It's not obvious and it's not um, it's, it's not something that everyone does. It, it feels personal. Like, I have to understand you to understand what you're trying to say through your art. Oh. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I, I saw you did um, things. Uh, your art has, like, uh, faces. Yeah, um, I love... Yeah. Actually, all my work has a human figure in it. Yeah. Uh, it may be deconstructed, uh-huh. it may be abstracted in a way, but every work of mine actually starts with a human figure. Um, and uh, I did have a, a period of time where 
I did an entire series about faces. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was inspired by a workshop I did with a, an, an artist uh, uh, called Xavier Vahost, who, who 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 does like kind of like this uh, program that goes to uh, outreach communities that uh, that tackle the idea of AIDS, HIV positive people. Yes, and uh, it's called body mapping. Uh-huh. Uh, the reason the reason why I actually did the the face series was because while I was in that. Uh, uh, workshop, um, yes. the body uh-huh. mapping workshop. Uh-huh. You cannot tell how sick somebody is by looking at them, but something about uh, these people and kind of like the conversations that you'd have with them mm-hmm. made me realize that this more behind the face. Um, then the face be- becomes like a mask yeah. uh, that we put on uh, as uh-huh. we present ourselves to the world. But behind the face, nobody knows like what is happening with you as a person. So there was a time where I did like uh, a series called the face series that looked into like who we are behind the face, behind the mask, uh, mm-hmm. or what we kind of like put out there. Yeah, that's what that was about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. but I tend to think that my work is is understandable because I think for me. My, my work ten, tends to kind of delve into the internal, mm-hmm. uh, the inner man, our inner workings, uh, uh-huh. because I'm more fascinated by um, the idea that we are very similar uh, in in our in our, our lives and uh-huh. our approach to life. I think what kind of like uh, separates us is maybe ethnicity, religion, creed, race. Yeah, but I think the human journey and the human experience is similar, and so I think that's the reason why like most of my work you'll find like. This, I allude to the figure, uh, mm-hmm. but I, I kind of like break away from a figure looking like a person because I feel like if if you look at a painting and, and I've painted you, I've rendered you as you are, yes. the, then it, it ends at you. Yeah, sure. There's no more behind that. Mm-hmm. But if I kind of paint you in, in, a, in a different way, and this is what I was talking about when I say like find your voice and kind of find a way in which to express yourself that br- brings questions and kind of like tries to connect us as humanity in a way. Mm-hmm. So I think that is what it's all about. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there was this piece you did. Um, you called it uh, The Sentiment of the Flesh. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it caught my eye. And uh, if you don't mind, could you like uh, say what was going through your mind while you were painting it? Uh, could you could you describe the painting? Because what w- w- what I do know for a fact is that sometimes uh-huh. I tend to kind of like have like a series, uh-huh. so I can have the sentiment of the flesh one, uh-huh. two, three uh, as part of a series. So how unless you describe the particular painting, probably uh, it had like um two faces. It was a uh, one person. Yeah. Then it's like a. Uh, Another face is coming out of his. Uh... Oh, ah, yes, I know. I know the one you're talking about. It's um, it's it's this idea that we are our own worst enemy. Like we uh-huh. need to get out of our own way. You oh, know. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, like for me, when you look at that, the sentiment of the flesh, it's like a face devouring itself. So it's like oh, yeah. you, uh-huh. you are your own worst enemy. True. Like if you get out of your own way, uh-huh. then probably your ideals and whatever it is that you, you your aspirations are are very easy to kind of achieve. Yeah. And so for me, that's why you have. The, that's why I, I was saying like. If you look at it, you're looking at this face devouring this face, but it's on the same body, meaning mm-hmm. you're, you're looking at a single individual. So it's like when I paint like that, I'm not looking, I'm looking at the things that hinder, hinder us as humanity. Uh, but when you look at it in the long run, you find like you are, you, you are your own worst enemy. Like 
I'm like, get out of your own way. And then, <laughs> so that's yes. why you have that kind of like, um, almost like a recurring, um, motif of like a, a face devouring itself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you. Uh, I would like to know, um, uh, you've been in the field for quite a long time. Well, I, I, I'd say I have like, Today, today, uh, no, not today. This uh, uh-huh. makes it maybe 19 years. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, it's got a time. <laughs> it's still time, and but funny enough, I, I feel yeah. like it's, it's an ongoing journey. You never feel you've arrived. There's never like arriving. And I think the idea of being an artist is to constantly strive to be better. Um, like this, the idea that you are your best work last year. No, I think like, as, as I, I, I relate it to human beings, we're constantly evolving. You know, the same person that you are last year or the year before. So mm-hmm. it, it's almost like a comparative. Even with art, it's the same way. Like it changes as you change because you are, my work is very autobiographical. I think it kind of yeah. like records the times that we are living in. Uh-huh. So maybe, uh, whatever times that we are living in or whatever is happening within that time, I have to find a way to kind of like, um, make sense of it in a way. Uh, and I, and I do understand when you say like, you look at my work and you're like, ah, what is that about? Like it is more expounding, <laughs> yeah. but it, when you kind of like read maybe just a, a, a small synopsis of the work, then it actually makes you sense. You understand, yeah. Because then it actually translates to your journey, my journey, everybody's journey. So I tend to kind of like, th- uh, look at it like a mirror. Like if, if you look at my work and whichever way you react to it, I think uh, artwork, or art holds a mirror to society. Yeah, sure. Uh, and it should hold a mirror to society because I think as artists, we're able to kind of record, uh, things that kind of like go unobserved. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. then it means that as an artist being part of the society, you're very intuitive of what is happening around you. Mm-hmm. And if you get, if you're lucky enough to kind of like record it in whichever way. Yes. Um, kudos to you. Yeah. Kudos to you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, are there like, um, moments that, like very memorable moments in your journey as an artist. Could you share with us? Memorable. Um, I think my first solo show, um, because I think the journey, you're saying like 19 years is a lot, but it feels like, like we started yesterday because it, it never, it always feels new, new in the sense of, um, even every time you're exhibiting, uh, it doesn't matter how many times you exhibit and especially with, uh, solo exhibitions because uh-huh. solo exhibition is like, it's you, you're present in, in, I, I tend to feel like, especially in group exhibitions, you get, you, you're many. So you don't stand out as much as, mm-hmm. as opposed to if I was doing a solo show. Sure. So for me, I think I would, I would say my solo, first solo show in 2009, um, would be a highlight because then it, 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 it kind of, uh, lent voice to, Either people, people are taking you more seriously. Yeah. Uh, because like I was saying, like, um, when you graduate, it's not like, it's like you're wedding in water. You don't know, you don't know where you belong. You don't know, you don't know how or who to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have all this knowledge that you've acquired and you've graduated. But, and I find for me that is the, um, the, I, I would say the clutch, uh, of, of institutions that, that they teach you, but they don't tell you how to kind of, how to place yourself in society though. So you find like you, you have, you, you've graduated and you have all your paperwork and all that. Then what? How do you, how do you start? Who do you see? Um, what I'd say is that the art scene has changed, uh, over time. Like when I graduated, um, I think after I graduated, I spent quite a t- uh, some time at home. Like I used to kind of just paint and I didn't know where to take the work. Uh-huh. 
and I, but I think also the universe in a way has a way of working things out because coincidentally, I, I remember my mom had visitors at some point and, uh, one of the guests that she had used to work mm-hmm. in a museum. Now, Kona Trust, which is an art, which was, uh, right now it's not, it's no longer, uh, in existence. Uh, Kona Trust used to be in the museum. Uh, they used to kind of like have a space in the museum. And so as you know, traditions and women and gatherings and all that. So apparently one of my, one of my mom's friend who had come to visit, um, while I was away, uh, and you know how parents kind of get to, to chit chat about their children's lives. Oh, mm-hmm. what is my child doing? What is your child doing? <laughs> Stuff like that. Yeah. And I, I remember I was away. Uh, and for me, I used to kind of like just paint and just put my paintings under the bed all the time. <laughs> And oh. the funny thing is that, so, you know, like no parents, they sit and my mom's friend was like, ah, so what, what is your daughter doing? She graduated, right? So my mom is like, oh, she's an artist. And she, the lady was like, your daughter paints. So my mom goes into the room, uh-huh. pulls up the, like, you know, like all the artworks we've been searching <laughs> under the bed. <laughs> <laughs> to the, to the audience of one myself at that time. Yeah. And presents them to her. And, and the question that this lady kind of like put forth was like, what is your daughter doing painting at, at home? Uh, she should be, so for me, after I graduated, I didn't know, uh, that spaces like Kona Trust existed. Mm. Uh, because like institutions don't tell you like, uh, these are the spaces that are, it's not part of the curriculum. It's very interesting yeah. that you're taught European styles, but they don't teach you like, if you graduate, like these are the spaces Probably that are in so. Kenya that are available for you to kind of plug in as an artist, um, yeah. to know your way around the art scene. Uh-huh. And so for me, I, I remember because it was a weekend. And my mom yeah. the following week was like, next week we're going to the museum. We have to know this space. So as you, as you would have, you know, like when you're young and naive and you know absolutely nothing, I was there mm-hmm. with my portfolio with my paintings. <laughs> 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 with, with, with my mom walking into the museum, uh, into this space called Kuona Trust. And I remember, I remember it like yesterday so vividly. Like artists were all over the world. They were scattered in that. Sp- it was just an open space. Yeah. Like the idea of that space used to be like, if you find a space that you can work, uh-huh. there was not like a, a specific station that was given to you. Like you First find a space, out. make it, yeah, make <laughs> it your own and yeah. get, uh, get on with our painting. And so I remember like, um, well, my mom went to visit that, now this friend uh-huh. uh, and I went, she was, she, I was shown that is going to go introduce yourself, blah, blah, blah. So I, I walk into this space, very young, timid, no, I know absolutely nothing. And so like, there are all these people scattered all over the place. Others are painting on the floor, the others are on easels. And I remember passing this guy who was actually, uh, hunched over a painting. And now this guy kind of let out this scream that I, I, swear I thought I'm going to have a heart attack. <laughs> but, but it's very interesting because, uh, with, with artists, like there's such an exuberance of life mm-hmm. or like when you have that, um, aha moment. So yeah. I think he had that aha moment. So mm-hmm. him screaming and me not being um aware of of such spaces or like kind of yeah. such ins- inter- I was like I thought I actually could feel my heart like pounding in my chest. <laughs> and I was like what the hell? What the hell kind of place did I get myself into? <laughs> but I proceeded on, went to the office, introduced myself. Uh, you know, like obviously when you're introducing yourself, you're saying, "Oh, graduated, blah blah blah," opening my portfolio and you're showing. Anyone who wants to look at the work and surprise, surprise, all they said is like, Oh, you did this. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, you can come and work from here. There was no like paperwork. There was no yeah. like, um, you need to apply an application. No, it's like they see, they yeah, let you, each yeah, come you, do not it. Not even that. I think for them, there was no, <laughs> yeah. there, was, there was never this kind of like a t- an application process or anything. It's like they can see what you can do. So, and then the space was very open to artists. 
So what they say is that, no, yeah, you can come and work. But do you know, I never actually returned until I think, um, months later when, 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 cause all I did was like, uh, they asked for your contacts and all that. So I got an email, uh, inviting me to a painting workshop by Patrick Mukabe. And that was in 2002. And that's when, uh, when I did the painting workshop, uh, that's when I actually consistently started going to Kuona, uh, studio, uh, as a, as my studio also. So that was a journey. But for me, uh, that's why I was saying like, it's the universe kind of like working, um, to kind of align things. And because for me, I would have probably been painting from home and trying to see who's going to buy my work as, you know, but by, by kind of like, um, being part of that, um, Space corner. I, I got to kind of travel through international workshops that were kind of like in conjunction with Triangle and Kuna Trust back in the day used to be part of Triangle workshops. Uh, so, and workshops are in a way, uh, a way of kind of educating you because you, you, you find yourself visiting countries, uh, and other spaces that, uh, maybe the infrastructure, art infrastructure is better than here. And, um, for the upcoming artists or people who are about to graduate like us, um, so you had, would you advise them to like get into these workshops or galleries as early as possible as a way of getting experience and exposure? Definitely. Um, for me, especially I find that what we tend to do is that you have a gift, but you sit on it. Like you paint from home, uh, and you have you have the audience of your family and your friends who are, are aware that you're painting and, and you're creating. But I think the idea is to kind of like plug in, um, visit as many exhibitions as possible. Um, that lends a voice to how you, you want to express yourself, not imitate. Um, and also kind of like also know the dynamism of, of different spaces and how spa- and also and also make sure you get your email to be part of uh, a mailing list of these different spaces so that you can always, and don't shy away. Um, I feel that, and this is what I was saying that you are your own worst enemy. You fear rejection, but I'd rather someone tells you no a million times because out of the million, there'll always be that one. And that's the one that you actually need. So for me, the idea, plug in. Um, the idea is also like, uh, are there, are there, when you, when you kind of like plug it into, um, spaces. You'll be aware of exhibitions that are showing. You'll be aware of, uh, if they're upcoming workshops. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if they are, if they align to what you want to do, then you can actually participate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Um, I'm sure as an artist, nobody, not everyone likes your work or even understands no, 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 it. That's life. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, how, how do you deal with, uh, people who are just outwardly, outrightly rude or just saying bad comments about your work or well for me to be very honest i, I really don't care um <laughs> no seriously like uh yeah and, and the idea of care is not like uh i don't care attitude it's yeah. more like you know who, who you are i think for me that's the most important thing like if you know who you are it doesn't matter what anyone says oh, sure. because if you are distracted by commentary mm-hmm. um and you'll find the people who speak the loudest at the most, well, I, I don't want to say irrelevant. They, they have nothing to show for their noise. It's noise. Actually, it's true. It really <laughs> is noise. So the idea is kind of like sift the noise. Uh-huh. Um, and, and, and I think for me that has helped a lot because I think if you're not deterred by anything, for me, the more no, the more no's you tell me, mm-hmm. the harder you're pushing me to kind of like achieve <laughs> something. Like, uh, because I mean, 
we, what I was saying about, um, residences and workshops, like, I mean, you can do like 10 or 20 applications and mm-hmm. out of the 20, you only get two responses. And maybe out of the two responses, there's the regret and there's one acceptance. And, but you actually, so it, it's a, it's a career, actually art is a career where you, you hear a lot of no's, uh, than yeses, mm-hmm. but sometimes it's important because it allows you to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, but I find like sometimes, uh, depending on, uh, how committed or mm-hmm. how passionate you are, mm-hmm. there are a lot of people who get very deterred. Like you quit, uh, because of so many no's that you're like, you even start doubting, like, am I in it? If you're in it for the money, I'm like, this is one career that is, huh. <laughs> yeah, if you're in it for the money, you need for the, all the wrong reasons. But I, I feel like if yeah. it's something that you're passionate about, and if, and this just goes beyond art, yeah. uh, whatever career that we choose, if you're mm-hmm. passionate about it, I, believe me, nobody can deter you in as much as even you get the, the, the nays. Mm-hmm. I don't think that deters you because I think if it's something that is completely in you, I don't think I know can actually kind of stop you from creating. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you. And, um, were there like, uh, points in your career that you felt like, uh, I, I, I can't do this anymore. Like I, I'd rather do something else. I'm at rock bottom. Nothing is working. Yeah, we, 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 all, we, we all have those. By the way, we all have those, but yeah. interestingly enough, mm-hmm. um, for me, that kind of rock bottom, I, I had been painting like for painting and going to the museum. Uh, the corner trust when it was at the museum yeah. for like two years and had painting consistently and had not made a single sale. And that meant that I was actually still asking as an adult, you, you, you have a, you, you're going to work yeah. as far as your parent knows, <laughs> <laughs> but my mom is still giving me bus fare, you know? <laughs> so that is rock bottom. But for me, I think for, I think for me, um, the fact that when I told my mom in the beginning, before I even went to college, that um, I wanted to be an artist, mm-hmm. my mom, I think, was um, kind of like the parent that is like a gem out of gems. Yeah. Because my mom was like, what are you going to do? No. My mom was more like, okay, identify whatever institution that you need to go to, wow. which is a very rare thing. Um, yeah. But so, so when I was going consistently to a, a, an artist studio and creating, mm-hmm. and not making a single dime. Yeah. Still eating my mom's food and my mom's food giving me bath fare. You're calling yourself an adult, eh? Uh-huh. When my mom, my mom actually, when my mom asked me that, do you ever think of doing something else? Mm-hmm. Those words spoke to me because she, she was the same person when they said I wanted to be an artist. It was not discouraging. She was well that, yeah. She's very encouraging of uh-huh. it. But now she has seen that you're, you seem to be going somewhere, but, but you're there are no there. fruits of this level. <laughs> <laughs> and it's very interesting because, yeah. I seriously kind of like took her words in and I was like, okay, Beatrice, what, if not art, what else? Mm-hmm. And again, and I still say like the universe kind of like works, you know, in its own way because I remember the week after the weekend going to the studio on a Monday morning and uh, I'm setting up my space and this artist that we used to be in the same space with was like, ah, Beatrice, I have good news and I have bad news. And I was like, okay, it's a Monday morning. Come on, start with the bad news. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, I sold your work, uh-huh. uh, but I sold it for less the value that you'd quoted. So what's the good news? I sold your work. Uh-huh. So for me, yeah. that's a sign. That's a it's sign true. like keep at it. And, uh-huh. and, and, and I think this is a, the one thing that, that taught me like consistency. Like, yeah, things may appear tough and mm-hmm. they are tough, 
But I think if you're consistent at something, that's it the law of karma. Like things just always pay themselves out. Like you cannot invest so much of your time in something that's not going to actually yeah. pay off. Yeah. So for me, that was like, the universe saying, you're, you're, you're on the right track. Keep at it. So for me, when that guy told me that, I was like, mm-hmm. there goes my, my answer to my mother. So <laughs> we were keeping at it. And I never looked back after that. I was like, even when I was broke, still kept at it because at, at the end of the day, it's something that you cannot separate from yourself. It's like, it's so rooted in you that I don't know who I am without being an artist. Yeah. I think for me, they are one and the same. Okay, okay. And, um, you know, we experience a burnout and, uh, I would like to know, like, how do you spend your time relaxing from your work? Because, yeah. Okay. I, uh, I, I'm like, yeah, tell me to hike nice. and I'm out the door. Um, <laughs> because for me, when hiking or being out in nature does, it clears your mind, like, you're, you're outside of your mind. Uh, you're just concentrating on one foot in front of the other. Uh-huh. Um, you are so exerted. <laughs> you're so tired. <laughs> yeah. So for me, and, and, and for me, and, and also kind of like, um, going out and, uh, meeting up with people, which is a rarity nowadays. Um, mm-hmm. Corona, as you can, as we all know, yeah. socializing has kind of like almost been grounded to a halt, but you still manage to kind of like, um, the idea, the idea for me is to do something there's not like art, but still feeds yourself. So, so for me, being out uh, in the outdoors, being in nature for me, works kind of like balances things out. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Nice. Um, as, um, let me just get this next question here. Okay. Uh, for this, uh, up and coming artist, um, are there like galleries that you know or workshops that you would recommend for them to join? Currently, I don't think there are any workshops running. Um, but I'm sure there are. I think the, the reason why there are not a lot of workshops running is because Corona has kind of like interrupted oh, yeah. the mm. art scene. And, and what you'll come to discover is that the art scene is very um, community-oriented. Mm-hmm. You're, you're drawing the public to your spaces. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you think about an, an exhibition... You're inviting people to come and look at work. So you're having spaces that have the uh, um, possibility of getting crowded. So mm-hmm. you're finding like with the times that we're currently living that, so that becomes uh, almost like uh, something that is not happening. Yeah. But there are ex- exhibitions, on, ongoing exhibitions. But what has happened is that to reduce the number of uh, people uh, attending, people are seeing them by appointment. So you make an mm-hmm. appointment. So you still yeah. get to have the experience of uh, the exhibition mm-hmm. but you're okay. not going to be as crowded as it used to be, it used before. To be before where yeah. you, it was like so packed mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but for okay. me it's, uh, the idea is to kind of know art spaces um, uh, co- connect uh, mm-hmm. know the art spaces and connect with these art spaces in that like introduce yourself as, a, a, as an artist or a new and upcoming artist yeah. uh, learn the objectives of the spaces uh, and how they uh, deal with new and upcoming artists uh, are there uh, pro- programs that you can sign into for you to become part of a space or like incubate in a space for yeah. uh, however period of time that you want to be there uh, exhibition spaces uh, they are there um, there are not many, but they are there. Uh, and, and sometimes you find even artists kind of like creating their own spaces as exhibition spaces mm-hmm. beyond like uh, the white cube spaces that you might have. Mm-hmm. But you have like the Red Hill Gallery, mm-hmm. uh, you have the uh, Circle Light, you have One Off. Mm-hmm. Um, 
uh, and there's also Brush Two Collective that I think you're going to be visiting. Mm-hmm. Um, and Brush Two actually is very is 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 one of those spaces that I would recommend an up and coming artist who like if you're so driven mm-hmm. it's a space that you can actually learn the objectives or what the space is about and see how you can plug into that mm-hmm. uh because the idea is kind of like once you kind of like the idea is to kind of like uh start creating um outside of the institution yeah um and see how uh your voice mm-hmm. how you want to kind of like be seen or be heard yeah uh, and I think being part of these spaces is important because what happens that when they have like, um, exhibitions, you'll, you'll be showing as an up and coming. So slowly but surely, before you get to kind of like stand on your own two feet or you are kind of like having solo exhibitions, you'll have a ha- like group shows, uh, where people over time have seen the consistency of what you're doing. Uh, and, and also consistency not, not only in, uh, kind of like just churning work, but you know, like, there's also context to what you're, you're creating. It's mm-hmm. not just kind of like, um, doing any and all sorts of manner. Cause I find like when, when we graduate, we, we are all over the place. Uh, <laughs> and we're all over the place because we are, we are always trying to find ourselves. Yeah. Uh, and I feel for me, that is important. The, the idea of kind of like knowing what it is exactly. Cause half the time you're like, what is it? What is it, is it that I'm trying to say? And how well can I say it? Like if I, if I say it in this manner, will it kind of come across? Um, so that's why I was saying like most of the time we waste a lot of time, um, doing all manner of art, but it's, it's, it feels like it's pointless, but I feel like it's kind of you trying to find your own voice. <laughs> and so it can only happen if you're consistent at it. Yeah. Um, because at some point in time, depending on how often your work is seen, People, you'll know by how people react to your work or how people mm-hmm. relate with your work that you're beginning to have a voice or a language, uh, in which people and are understanding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, do you think that, um, art has changed over time? Like, is, has there been like a drastic change over time with art? Art has, by the way, art has been present since the sixties. Um, I think the sad thing is that there, there's not a lot of, uh, infrastructure here. Mm-hmm. And infrastructure in the sense that when you, when your own government is not as supportive of the arts, that in a way lends, um, uh, kind of like, um, a situation to be problematic. Yeah. Uh, because th- right now we, we, we want to know about artists that were pra- practicing in the 60s. We are not the artists. Uh, we are standing on shoulders of people who came before. Mm-hmm. But we only learn about them because their work is so kind of far and in between, very scarce. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes you, you'll find it at auctions. Um, mm-hmm. We currently have like um, an art auction in, uh, in Nairobi yeah. um, that is happening every year uh, mm-hmm. through Circle Art Gallery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And what that auction does is that it brings together people with old, old collections of people kind of like having to sell work that they have in their collections. So, and so you're looking at artists' work who are creating in the 60s and you're like, how now? How is it that you as, as a Kenyan and a living artist and those people are probably sometimes deceased? Mm-hmm. How come you do not know about them? And yeah. this is, this kind of like goes into how the curriculum is built. It's built in a way that we are, 
looking into uh, uh, I don't know maybe now maybe it's changed yeah mm-hmm. uh, but me when I, I was in college um, we, were, we were studying the renaissance Leonardo da Vinci the Monet's uh, Cezanne yeah but now unless the curriculum has has changed in, in a mm-hmm. way that there is uh, information about pre-existing artists of the 60s um, post-independent to the present, then what we have is you have a gap um, where we have almost like um, a lack of knowledge of who was creating then. And it's, it's always for me a coincidence when maybe I travel or I, uh, and I go to someone's library and they have a book on Eastern African artists um, that dates back in the 60s and you're like, and the book is somehow maybe in German. <laughs> it's a catalog, and I'm like, okay, it's in German. I cannot make head or tail of it. But this person, it says 1960 something. But in my present time, yeah, there's no information of this. You person have no idea who in that the curriculum is. Yeah. in any library. So, and so you, you find like whatever information that is out there, mm-hmm. it's been it's been kind of like decimated by people who came, loved the arts were fascinated by the arts, documented the arts, but went to the knowledge of that art. And so you'll find like um, institutions abroad writing about um, a particular exhibition that happened in, in Nairobi in 1970-something. Yeah. Some of us are not born then, but you're like, this happened, but I cannot go to national archives and, and go to it. maybe a section of arts and culture and find any information on, on any it. living artist in Kenya in the library so there are those small different gaps of which sometimes we try there, there is um, a magazine called Nairobi Contemporary uh, there used to be Msani that was is no longer in existence but was run by Ramoma that was a gallery back in the day so when this um, uh, magazines are no longer kind of like in existence that means there's a gap so someone has to step into the gap and give People and generations after us that information. Otherwise, for me, I can only tell you what I know, um, which might be limited. But had someone told me about the people whose shoulders I stand on, I'd be like, so and so and so so existed. This was their work. But you have like, um, is it Nairobi Contemporary Artist Institute? Um, it's it's new, um, but they've been kind of showing work based on. Like those kind of old artists, uh, and and also, but I also think that sometimes the reason why some of this uh, information is not, is not around is now we have technology, we have social media. We I can get to kind of like blog about my art. I can put my work uh, in a blog. I can put I can decide to put my work on on Instagram. I can market my own work. Uh, have a website created and kind of like not depend on an institution or a person to kind of market you. I think that's what social media is uh, good for. But then, there was not even, like, the mobile phone. And then also, then, the, the practicing artists, you are not just practicing artists, you'd, you'd be like, he was a painter uh, during the weekend, but full-time he was a banker. So, you're known as a banker, but you're over time, you, yeah, you are 